Welcome to Emotion Well, EFR's podcast about all things related to emotional wellness. I'm Johanna Dunlevy, the wellness manager for Employee and Family Resources, also known as EFR, and I'm the host of our podcast. As an FYI, EFR is located in Des Moines, Iowa, and we are Iowa's first employee assistance program and provide a variety of services you can learn more about at www.efr.org. I am here today with Kristen Clark, a Gallup Certified Strengths Coach. Welcome to Emotion Well, Kristen. Hi, Johanna. Hello. Now, did I did that wrong again, didn't That's I? Okay. Johanna <laughs> rhymes with Johanna. Me. Now all of our <laughs> listeners know. <laughs> I know, right? Well, and you know, we've talked about this. It's, it's important. People's names are important because it's yeah. such a big part of their identity. Yes, absolutely. So I'm very excited to speak with you today and hear more about what you do professionally, but let's hear a little bit about you personally. Uh, Where are you from? Where are you residing now? And anything you want our listeners to know about you? Yeah, so I'm in a little town called Flower Mound, Texas, which is in the DFW Metroplex. So a lot of people have heard. I, I can tell you that every time I go through an airport, I see somebody from Flower Mound. So you've probably run into one of us. (laughs) I have been at that airport a lot. It's a big connector when you're traveling from the Midwest and going other places. So I've been there a lot. Yes. Well, and two, speaking about where you are, I grew up in Dubuque, Iowa. So I grew up in the Midwest and got down to Texas. Sorry to say as fast as I could. (laughs) Everybody's very proud of Texas when you live here. Yeah. And I can hear a slight accent. So I feel like you've picked it up. And it's so funny because a lot of people, when I go home, they're like, you talk slow. And when I first moved down here, they're like, slow down, you talk too fast. (laughs) So yes, I think I'm kind of, you know, flipping back and forth. Yes. Yes. Well, I'm also from a town along the Mississippi river. I grew up in Lansing, Iowa, which is straight North of Dubuque. So we've got that in common. Uh, well, I was connected to you by way of my leader, Ketsy Wilkins, and she had a really interesting conversation with you about your career path and, and some services that you offer. And so I thought, you know, it is September, uh, people are making a big transition back into the academic year for a lot of people. Um, this is a time to be making decisions. So if you're the parent or guardian of a teenager, someone who's thinking about next steps after high school, um, this can be a really stressful emotional time. So it's a big time of change. I have an incoming kindergartner, so I'm several years from from what we're about to you know speak about today. But I get it. You know, any kind of transition in life can can be stressful, and there's always a lot of questions that come up. And so, tell our listeners a little bit about what you do through your business. Sure, and Johanna. Joanna, Johanna. (laughs) I spent um, 20 plus years in marketing, running marketing departments. And when my boys were getting ready to go to college, one of the things that I noticed is all of the high school counselors, all of your college consultants, their main focus was trying to help these kids get into college, right? That's what we pay them for. Mm -hmm. The schools get credit when their numbers are larger as far as the number of kids that get into college. And a lot of people know to reach out to your your essay writers, your SAT and ACT coaches, but there was this gap that I kept seeing. I was like, nobody's helping them figure out why they want to go to college in the first place. And slightly before that time, I had also gotten certified as a Gallup strengths coach. And I looked at this and I was like, you know, it's, it's, we'll talk about that, the program in a little bit. 
but I looked at, at that program and I was like, there's gotta be some way that I can help kids bridge this gap between, I know I'm supposed to grow up. I know I'm supposed to go off to college Mm -hmm. um, because parents have been talking about that, you know, since they've been little kids, but how do we help them get that confidence about what they're doing and why they're doing it? Yeah. So kind of some things fell together and I started talking to a lot of kids this age, again, my, my own as well, and really talking to them about what is it that you want to do? And it was so interesting in that they just had no thoughts or no ideas behind this. And I say that they had the ideas. It's just that they didn't know how to articulate those. Yeah you know, and start to have that conversation. And you, well, you don't know yet, but having a five, six-year-old later, you know, in, in that height, those high school years, these kids are trying to push away from us as parents, but they also crave and need our input. So there's just this really weird, like timeframe where they're like, ah, I want to talk to you, but oof, I really don't, you know? Yes. Yeah. I have a nephew who's a senior in high school and a niece who's a senior in high school. One of them is in the Kansas City Metro and one is in the Phoenix Metro. And so it's been interesting to see their, uh, you know, ideas for, you know, what lies beyond high school and uh, just, you know, the the weight of that decision, because I always think, and we had a big family uh, reunion this summer and, you know, so what would you like to be? You know, what do you want to study? What do you want to do? And it's, so hard to ask a 17 year old or an 18 year old, you know, what do you want to do for the next 40 years of your life professionally? And because they don't even know what they don't know. Right. And so I think that's, that's huge. I, I always like to kind of weave some of my own stories into our podcast episodes. And I graduated from high school in 2000. So it's, it's been a couple decades plus, but my junior year of high school, our health teacher, Mrs. Duffy took us on a field trip to um, a university in in La Crosse, Wisconsin. We went to UWL and they had a program called Leisure Services or it's kind of a leisure and recreation services. And we got to tour this amazing facility and it just was an eye-opening experience for me. And I thought well, people can people can go to school for this. And you know, I just I was blown away because up until that point I just didn't really know. And you're right, there were the guidance counselors and some of the the different people that would visit our high school and we would take you know the standardized tests and it would you know show us what we really are are good at you're right good in in quotes and uh and i just was kind of feeling lost and then we went on this field trip and i had this moment where i was like this is so cool i would love to do something like this so i uh, i knew just based on cost that i would be going to college in iowa so i you know, sat down with my mom and we looked through the course catalog, which was in paper at the time. I remember paging through it um, for the University of Northern Iowa, and we found a very similar degree program there. So I earned a degree in health promotion. But, you know, had I not gone on that field trip with Mrs. Duffy and the rest of my classmates, I don't, you know, I wonder if I, if I would have found this profession. And so I think it's so interesting. And that's why I love, you know, people like you who are trying to help parents and students explore all of their opportunities. You know, college might not be for everyone or might not be for you right now. Um, and if it is, then, you know, what are you really passionate about? So tell us a little bit about um, the process and how people can, you know, explore this path of, of what would my son or daughter really want 
you know, to do as a next step. Yes. And Johanna, here's the the big thing is I always tell my, my clients, I'm like, do not look at that list of majors. Just don't look because I really feel like they put you in a box Mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, I can be a doctor. I can be a lawyer. I can be an accountant. I can be a teacher, you know, and it doesn't allow for these kids to really think about what do I see as far as my life? And by the way, I don't know if you've read one of those descriptions lately. It's even more confusing once you start reading the, um, (laughs) yeah, it's, you know, just where it's like, it's like pushing you down these certain paths. So I'd say the first step is think first about what you're interested in. Yeah. And it's so funny because what parents say to kids is do something you're passionate about. And I'm like, I hate that word because it's so lofty. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like passion. Oh my gosh. Can you think about something you're passionionate about? You know, that you're like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. Um, so I really kind of tone that down and I just to talk about the things you're interested in. Yeah. I love that interested versus passionate because sometimes what we're passionate about isn't something we want to do, you know, as a career it's, it's better left for a hobby or a pastime, right? Absolutely. We were talking before the show about the artwork that I've got behind me. I was an art major in high school or in college and figured out that I really didn't like doing art for other people. Yeah. 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 So what are you interested in? I love that. What are you interested in? Then you start and one of the things that I hear from kids is you're asking me to make this big decision. And the reality is it's really not a big decision. It's a bunch of small decisions. Okay. So you have to be careful about this. It feels like and a big decision. <laughs> it does. Right. And it's, but it's all the way we frame it. So what I talk to them about is, you know, if, and I put up a circle with my hand, so it's really technical, but if in this circle, you could think about all the careers that ever were, mm-hmm. if I can get these kids into a pie shape, meaning there's the interest, they have the skills to do something. So you think about it like medicine, engineering, um, teaching could be one of them, but kind of getting them in that area where it's like, okay, I really do have this interest in this area. Now, when they go off to college, everything that they're learning is building upon itself. Right. Right. And then, then you can make little adjustments as you go. So you don't have to go into college saying, I know that I want to teach and I want to teach at the kindergarten level. And if I could do speech pathology, you don't have to know all that, right? Right. It's where, you know, if you love kids and that's something that you absolutely are passionate about, see that word came up, but on the flip side of it, but you love kids and it's something like, you're like, I really think I would be happy working with kids. Now you get to go to college and let college do what it does well. And that's expose you to all the different areas that you can be working with kids. And now you're making little minor adjustments as you learn more to your point earlier. You're like, they don't know what they don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So my my nephew is a senior in college and his girlfriend also um, at that same stage in, in her college career mentioned to me this summer you know, she said she had changed her major from, I think it was English to geography. And I said, oh, that's really cool. You know, how did you decide on geography? And she was just telling me about all the things that she was interested in. And I just commented on how I thought that was great that she made that decision to change her major. And she said, I'm so glad you said that because everyone just says to me, 
what kind of a job will you get with that kind of a major? And that's not the point, right? The point of college isn't so you can fit all, you know, the check all these boxes and go from this major to this career path. It's about exposure, you know, and where else is there a place where you can just really immerse yourself in something you're interested in? For sure. Yeah. And, and I will tell you that one of the things that I help my student clients figure out is the area that they do have interest and they do have some idea of a type of career that is going to be the outcome. Mm-hmm. And once they've figured that out, once they've gotten into that pie shape and ruled out all the extra stuff around that pie shape, and that's a big part of it. I always tell my clients, I'm like, guys, figuring out what you don't want to do is just as important as figuring out what you do want to do. Right. And if it's, I don't want to work with older people. I don't want to work in an office building. I don't want to um, go to work from nine to five. It helps you kind of go, okay, what now, what are you left with? in a very good way, in a very positive way. Um, so I like them to be thinking about a career path before they go in, because then what happens is this, then they, they can think about, okay, what kind of school, what kind of college supports that? For instance, let's say somebody is interested in teaching. Do I want to go to a private school for that now and pay $75,000 a year? Maybe not because the RI doesn't work. Or do I want to go out of state for that? Do I want a big school, a small school? Do And then does that school actually have, are they known for that type of a degree? Yeah. And so you're gathering facts. And to me, it's all about once you get the facts together, you understand your career path. Now you look at the colleges and they mean something different because you're like, okay, I'm going to that school for a purpose, right? right? And then, you know, based on the school you're going to, what SAT score and what ACT scores do I need to get in? What kind of grade point do I need? So now it all starts falling into place once you understand why you're going, you know, what's the purpose, what's the end, the end result. Um, And that's where I think college planning gets so confusing for kids because they're like, we're like, go pick a college. And they're like, uh, they are encouraged to do it backwards. They are encouraged to do it backwards for sure. Yeah. And, and, you know, I go back to our high school counselors, college consultants, their job is to get them in, mm-hmm. you know, so they're presenting all these ideas. And I think what's, where what's tripping our kids up is they don't have something to like an anchor to be able to say, okay, here's the end result. Here's why I'm going. Now let me fit in the pieces around that. They're provided all these ideas and all these things that they could do. And there's no, like no light at the end of the tunnel, no goal to reach except for to graduate. Yeah. I was, so I worked in higher education for eight years. I worked at Drake university, uh, in their recreational services department. And I was also an adjunct at Grandview university for about four years in the health promotion and kinesiology department. And when I was an adjunct at Grandview, I, um, taught, you know, we called it a 400 level course. It was the capstone where the, the, you know, juniors slash seniors were kind of finalizing their course curriculum and getting some experiential learning opportunities. And I remember a big focus of the the class was kind of preparing them for, you know, beyond college. So let's, let's see, you know, what are some career opportunities for you? And I remember a handful of times, you know, the, the students I was working with would make comments about, you know, I want to be a personal trainer or, you know, I want to, 
you know, be a group fitness coordinator. And I remember thinking, that's great. You know, you didn't need a four-year degree to be a personal trainer. And so I wish that, and granted that is a career path that complements the major that they were in, but you still don't need a four-year degree to be a personal trainer, right? And so I was just kind of caught off guard by some of those um, long-term desires, just thinking, wow, you've amassed a lot of debt and you invested a lot of time. And, you know, I don't think it's something you would ever, you know, education, in my opinion, you know, no one can ever take your education away from you. You earn it. It's with you. Um, so it's not necessarily a regret, but, it, you know, thinking through your investment of time and money, did you need a four-year degree to do the thing that you're really interested in? And sometimes the answer is no. Absolutely. And, you know, only 39% of people in America have a college degree. Yeah. Here's another fact that I, I think is really important for people to know, and that is 30% of our kids that go to college don't return after their freshman year. Wow. So about almost one third. Almost one third. Now you look at that and, you know, you go, why is that happening? Uh-huh. And I can tell you my feelings on this is that a lot of times, you know, the client, the people that I work with, Johanna can afford to send their kids to college. Okay. And I feel like these are kids that they come out of the womb and people are like, they weigh, you know, 10 pounds. Well, I don't know, five pounds, eight ounces, and they're going to college. I mean, it's like this, this natural thought that they're going to go to college. And we speak to our kids throughout the 18 years before they go. And, and that underlying thought is, and you're going to college. And I think what happens with the kiddos is they just go, okay, well, I guess that's the next box that I need to check. And they just go along for the ride. And I don't think that we're having these conversations about, to your point, if personal training is your jam, and that is something that you think is going to be really cool. I don't know. Should we go to college? Should we invest the 125 to $300,000 to go to college? Or do we find a business coach? Do we find, you know, a community college where they can go and do some business classes so that they know how to run this business? but let's launch these kids and let's get them going into something they love now. Why wait? Absolutely. As the economy has shifted and just, you know, there's always something in the news about, you know, college tuition hikes, interest rates. Uh, What are you seeing? And I know you mentioned that the people that you work with are people that can afford to send their kids to college, but are you starting to see some hesitation in terms of that investment or just kind of some, Ooh, should we, go to community college first, save a little money, figure out what those interests really are. Are you seeing any kind of changes? The economy is changing. I think it's too early to tell. Okay. Because, you know, I think like anything else, people are like, I hear it, but until they feel it and see it, I don't know that it truly penetrates. However, what I would tell you is what I foresee is that parents will take a step back and go, let's talk through this. Is it the best investment for us at this time. Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing is, you know, when, when everybody says, Oh, it's okay to change your major three or four times. I go, you know what? Not, not really. That's what's driving up the cost of college because when we're sending our kids off with that, figure it out as you go plan, they're taking six years to get out of college. That is a 50% increase on the cost of college. And a couple things on that if you are saying that to your kid, number one, they're going into college and going, 
I don't know what I'm doing. They want a plan. Mm -hmm. They don't feel good about going in with the figure it out as you go plan. Okay. Um, so they get, they understand that college is expensive and they feel like they're wasting money when we're sending our kids off to college this way. Um, so I think that's one of the things for parents to really think about. And I think they will think about more of that as the economy slows down and there are challenges that, you know, if these kids have an idea of why they want to go, they're getting out in four years. Yeah. So I think it's going to help them kind of take a step back and go, no, I don't want them changing majors three and four times. And no, I don't want them to figure it out as they go. I think that they should have a plan walking in the door. So I think it'll help in, you know, really solidify this idea of a 17 or 18 year old truly can know what they want to do as far as a career path. And then as they go through college, they can figure out the career because of the learning. So, you know, hopefully I think, hopefully parents will start to feel more comfortable with that thought that their 17 and 18 year old can figure this out. I look at it, Joe, Joe, Hannah, and I look at it and I go, these kids have ideas. Um, I told you about the story of Noah, where he came to me and we were, he was in one of my group classes and he had a love for the outdoors. He um, was really creative. And one of his big ideas around what he wanted as far as his lifestyle is he's like, I will not be in an office don't make me go to an office. That'll be the, like the worst thing ever. Right. And we talked about that. We talked about his strengths and where we ended up. I said, Noah, what, what do you love to do when nobody's making you do anything? He said, Kristen, I'd love to golf. If I could do that every day, I'd be so happy. I love the atmosphere, love being in the restaurant, love being in the, the pro shop, just love everything you can name about golf. And I said, what would you think about landscape architecture where you're out designing golf courses. You're getting to use some of your strengths, which he was high in restorative, which means he really loves to build things and to fix things and working with his hands. Um, he was also, you know, one of his interests and, and skills was that he's very creative. And he looked at me and he's like, he goes, do you think that's too much of a good thing? And I said, I sure hope so. I hope so. I hope that you can, you know, just love doing what you do every day. That's the point. And, you know, right now he's heading off to A&M to get into the landscape architecture That's program. Great. Yeah. And it, and it really does, you know, I think for them, they need the head nods. They need the, you're on the right path. Keep thinking, keep talking. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the courses that I do, I actually have them go out and meet with an expert in their field so that they can see what life is, what real life looks like. Yeah. And not just as seen on TV. Yeah. And that's where they walk away, even though that's kind of um, a little bit daunting for them because they've got to talk to a an adult that they don't know. After they've done it, they're like, that was so cool. They were so yeah. nice to me. I had so much fun. So, you know, and it really does kind of help them get excited about school. I I've had, great. I think those experiential opportunities where they can meet with and, and, you know, possibly have a mentor or just, you know, someone that can, even if it's, you know, someone they meet once and never have contact with again. I, I know when I was working at Drake, um, rec services was part of athletics. And so, you know, the, the work life, you know, of someone working in an athletics department, you know, your work life balance sometimes is not very balanced because it's long hours. It's, you know, 
not a Monday through Friday type job. It's not an eight to five type job. And so one of my nephews, I remember expressed some interest in working in athletics and he actually is doing it now and very successfully. Uh, but I just remember at the time saying, that's great. You know, just keep in mind, you know, if you're someone who wants more of a Monday through Friday eight to five job, that's not the career path for you, you know, because there are so many different variables that come with it. And so, um, and, and he's someone who doesn't want a Monday through Friday eight to five jobs or, or nine to five jobs. So I think that's good, you know, getting to meet with someone or just shadow someone. I think that's so helpful. Um, and I love the story of Noah because it just shows you how like narrow focused we can be, but then someone you came in and showed him a whole different way to approach, you know, going to college and, and finding a career path. Um, you mentioned when you were talking about Noah, you mentioned that he was a builder. What was the word you used? He scored high on restorative restorative. So let's kind of segue into the Clifton strengths, because is that part of the Clifton strengths assessment? It is. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So tell us more about that. Yeah. And so parents know too, you know, when I take my, my student clients through this course, we do a career assessment. And uh, what I love about the career assessment is for the kiddos that have an idea of what they want to do, it gives them lots of ideas around that. So, you know, that, you know, just broadens their thoughts around that, that idea. And then for the, the kids that have no idea, it helps them to start somewhere. And in fact, for Noah, that was a starting place for us that landscape architecture came up in his career assessment. Um, so it really helps just to give them different ideas and different places to start because as you said earlier, they don't know what they don't know. So we start there, but then we layer the Clifton Strengths on top of that. And the Clifton Strengths Finder Assessment's been around for 50 plus years. And it's an assessment that helps you understand the activities that are going that you can do that bring you joy. So they um, energize you and they make you happy. And these are activities that you were born to do. They are things like restorative was one um, that I'd said earlier, and that people that are high in restorative, they enjoy looking at something and understanding where there's a break mm -hmm. because part of it is they enjoy going in and fixing it. Okay. So, they, so they're really good at figuring out where things are not going well so that they can go in and make it better. And that can be processes. It can be helping with people and relationships. It can be actual things. So it doesn't necessarily mean they like to fix toasters, uh -huh. right? It's, it's lots of, there's lots of um, activities within that. Uh, I'll tell you one other one is ideation. So people that are high in ideation just love the activity of coming up with ideas. Like they're the person you go to and I'm sure everybody's been in this position where you're like, we've tried everything. Uh -huh. And a person high in ideation will be the first one to say, well, hmm, have you tried? 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 Yeah. And they just have this mind that can like connect a lots, lots of dots. And, but they love that activity of just having the ideas. They don't necessarily, aren't necessarily tied to which one you should use. They just love coming up with the ideas. Yeah. Um, and, you know, one of the things I love about Clifton Strengths and what drew me to it is number one, when you read that report, you're like, holy cow, that is me. How do they know me that well? Um, but the second part is you can do something with it. So when you know that you're good at ideation, you're good at being a relator, you're good at woo. Um, now you can raise your hand and say, I want more of those activities in my work and in my life. 
So now you can help to guide people that are hiring you to say, you know what, you're going to get the best of me if I get to be a part of these types of activities. And it's, it becomes a whole new language. Yeah. And but I yeah, just, so I love isn't it. Limited to people transitioning, you know, from high school to college, this is, this could be me, you know, I'm 40 years old. I'm just curious. Right. So, you know, you don't have to be in that mindset of what do I want to do for the rest of my life to take this assessment? You can take it at any time and, and learn what makes you work best. Right. Oh, absolutely. In fact, many of our fortune 100 companies use Clifton strengths. 600 of our universities use Clifton Strengths. Wow. You can use this program to any capacity. And I look, I really like it for people that are even not really loving their work. Uh -huh. You know, no matter where you're at in your career, where it could be a slight adjustment where you say you're not liking it because you're not focused on the right things. Right. Yeah. When I was uh, in corporate America, I was working, I got promoted to my VP level and that's where I really wanted to be. I was like, I've finally made it. Uh -huh. Well, when I did that, I decided that I needed to be this great uh, strategic mastermind. And I can tell you that is not where I play well. And <laughs> I, not at all. It's actually those um, strategic type skills are at the bottom of my list. In the Clifton Strengths world, there are 34 um, themes okay. that you can fall in. Okay. And they're themes of talent. And most of the strategic type themes fell at the bottom of my list. And what I realized when I was uh, in that VP role is I didn't want to go to work. I love going to work. Okay. And I just, my husband would be like, honey, you've got to get up. And I'm like, oh, just give me five more minutes. And I was like, what is wrong with me? I can't figure it out. I was even at the point going to the doctor going, I'm exhausted all the time. What's wrong with me? And when I was introduced to the Clifton Strengths program, I went, oh my gosh, that's what's wrong with me. Yeah. I was trying to do all this strategy. And where I do well is I get lots of people moving forward. I'm really good at getting other people to get stuff done. And that's what brought me to the party. You know, that's what got me my promotions. Exactly. And then I wasn't doing what I did well. And I hated every day. Yeah. 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 And that was probably the opposite outcome of what you expected. You know, once you reach that VP level, once you reached your career goal, right, everything just falls into place. And then you had kind of the opposite outcome. I did. And once I figured that out, and that's really a big reason why I started working with this age group in high school and college, because I, I was like, okay, who can I affect with this the most? And in my head, I kept going back through my life and I kept going back, kept going back. And I got to a time frame when I was on a college, my college campus. And to your point, you had the books at that point, right? Uh -huh. That you looked at all your classes. And I remember looking at a class and I was an art major and it was interior design. And I was like, oh, what idiot takes that class? And I remember the, I remember everything just kind of standing still. People were moving past me and I was just looking at that book and I closed it put it in my backpack and I walked on and I was like, that's the day that I, I probably, if I would have had somebody to talk to about that, I probably would be designing interiors of corporate type buildings. Yeah. And that would have suited my strength so well. And what I love to do, my interests, all the things that I was great at, but I didn't have anybody to talk to about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I love the fact too, that, you know, we can empower these kids to really love who they are 
with the Clifton Strengths and understand that they're bringing these amazing, unique talents to the world. And how do we get them to recognize those at an early age so that they don't get to the point where they're, you know, sitting in their VP office going, I hate my life. What's wrong with me? You know, I want them to love their life and be able to just keep moving in the right direction. Yeah. I think so much of that decision-making process, you know, it's kind of that legacy, like you're going to go to college and, you know, everyone in our family, we're educators. So then there's that, you know, there's a pressure to go to college, there's a pressure to select a certain major and and not select, you know, interior design or whatever it might be that you're really passionate about. So I love that you're using your strengths to affect change and and positive change at that. Um, I, how, how can people connect with you? How can people, you know, parents, I'm guessing parents probably reach out to you because the kids don't, it's like, they don't know, they don't know, they don't know that there's a resource available. So parents would connect to you and you're that bridge between the parents and the children. Yeah. So usually it's the moms that are reaching out to me. Okay. Um, and yes, to your point, you know, kids aren't looking in this and going, Ooh, let me take one more class, right. you know, one they're more assessment. <laughs> yes. Let me do one more thing in my day. Um, so it is usually the moms and the, the name of my company is College Planning Untangled. Okay. And my whole thought and theory behind that is if these kids understand what the goal is, not only are they getting out of college, you know, in the four years, but they're also having a much better experience. You know, we're talking too about mental health and all the things that are going on right now with kids. And for a kid to step on campus and have a purpose and understand that, you know, they're there for a reason. Yeah. A sense there's of belonging. Just, oh, for sure. There's just yeah. so much more confidence that goes along with that. And they aren't the kids that are coming back after their freshman year. You know, they're continuing on because they're like, no, I've, I know why I'm here. Right. You know, and I think a lot of times as parents, we're like, oh my gosh, college, you're going to have so much fun and it's going to be the best time of your life. And these kids are hitting that college campus as a freshman. And we forgot all about the the tough times, right? We forgot about making new friends and eating different food and being on a, you know, sleeping in a bed you're not used to and all of those things. This I think is a great way for them to go. Now I do have purpose. I know why I'm here and just feel much more settled about, you know, what their future looks like. Yeah. I also think it's just great, you know, in life, we have a lot of resources. So uh, there are financial planners, there are dietitians, there are personal trainers, there are mental health counselors. And so as I've grown older, I've realized I can't do it all on my own. You know, I have, um, you know, a counselor for this and I have my Al-Anon group for that. And I have my friends for this and I have my financial advisor for that. And so I just think it's important for people to remember that there are resources available to help you, you know, there are people like you, Kristen, who are experts, you have the strengths, you have the desire, the passion, the interest to move people um, forward. And so when we can say, okay, we don't have to do this on our own. There are people that can help. I think that's just huge with, with any dimension of, of well-being. Um, you know, I think this, this transition of, you know, going, you know, from high school to college and trying to make those decisions can bring up about a lot of stress and uncertainty. And so if you're listening and you have your EAP through EFR, you have access to counseling sessions, you and anyone in your household. But then I guess my point is that what complements counseling, right? 
it's someone like Kristen. And, and so I'm definitely going to share College Planning Untangled's website and contact information in the show notes so that people can stay in touch with you. And then I'm really interested in the Clifton Strengths Finder. Maybe I will take it. We just recently did the Enneagram assessment with our team. And so I just, I'm someone who really likes taking those assessments and learning a little bit more about myself, you know, through the outcome of those. And so I might have to check Clifton Strengths out. Uh, Anything else you want to share, Kristen, before we we go on with our days? Really, it's knowing who you are and how you're built is just so important for any age group. And I, like I said, I fell in love with Clifton Strengths because you now have a different language. So one of the things I'd also tell people to consider is having each person in their family take Clifton Strengths. Yeah because it really helps you to have a language to talk as a family and to just really appreciate and honor each other for what unique qualities you bring and to be able to lean on each other for those things instead of being annoyed by each other, you know, sometimes um, you kind of go, okay, now I know how people are, how my family's built, my kids, my husband, you know? Um, So I'd say that's a huge opportunity for people. So just out of curiosity, anyone in your family have the same one of 34 strengths. Yes. And and it's very interesting because now I can understand why one son is so much more like, like we were like-minded versus my other son is a lot more like my husband. And I will tell you, it's not like I see strengths running in families, but now you can kind of see, you know, because of those lenses that they're looking through, why they do the things they do. Yeah. Right. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. And we could have a whole nother show on, that yeah, <laughs> for sure. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. You can always come back. So, well, thank you so much for your time and expertise. And like I said, I'll put your contact information in the show notes so our listeners can connect with you or at least learn more about you um, if they're not ready to connect yet. But uh, if you're listening, check the show notes out for Kristen's information and make it a great day. Thanks for listening to Emotion Well please subscribe to us and don't forget to rate us. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Emotion Well is hosted by Johanna Dunlevy and produced by Emily Wancombe.